Hi, my name is Nareba Shepard. And I'm Justin Onet Graham. And this is Terms, Terms of Service. Good morning. Happy day. And happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Yes. Um, I feel like my body just naturally wakes up at the crack of ass on Sundays now because of podcast recording days. That's fair. And my But think of how many things you get to do after we're done. Sleep? That. Because I, I look forward to that. I mean, okay, so in reality, I also have Ryan and Elaine of Big Kids, their baby shower today. So in the future, when this Ryan drops, they're going to have a Elaine. whole ass baby. That's amazing. Um, and then in how many future, times? How many times have we uh, shout, shouted out Ryan Pfeiffer on this? Times. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and another one. Thank you. Go on. <laughs> Go on. And in future now, when this drops, it will be family time with my sister and sister-in-law doing all the Chicago fix-ins, including, I'm, I think I'm going to take them to Wiener Circle just for torture. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a Chicago institution. Yeah. But, and this will be controversial. And I stand by what I say because I'm saying it with my entire fucking chest here. Okay. I don't think that Winter Circle needed to get a bar. Because they did like this remodel. It's a whole, it's a whole different thing. I want the Winter Circle that does the, you know, questionable marketing. Have you been there which since, I love. Have you been there since the bar? No. It's fucking beautiful. I'm sure it's, it's beautiful. A huge but patio. I want, I want I want... You want them to be limited and not grow and be bigger than they are? Okay, I I never, ever, ever, for the record, (laughs) would never say that about anyone. It's just, it's nostalgia for me. I want my hot dog and like... It's all still there. I know it is. It's just plus. It's like like the Disney plus plus of it. You know, you like got Hulu, but then Disney was like, but you want this? And you didn't know and you wanted Disney it. And then Disney went ahead and, and bought And now Hulu. you're watching, like, Marvel movies for no reason. That's what it's like. Okay. So I went, I got <laughs> dogs, and then they were like, we have frozen beverages in the back. And you walk back there, and I'm like, no. I didn't know that I needed no. a slushie no. filled with booze with my wiener. Do you... <laughs> I said it. Well played. I meant it. Uh, so that reminds me of something that I've always had an opinion about because I just think I'm a purist. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matchbox is one of my favorite bars in the entire city. And Should we do the come in? Because our guest looks excited well, that you mentioned Matchbox. Well, well yes, of, of right. course. Yeah. Welcome. So, yes. Hi. Intro. Hello, guest. I'm not going to intro this anymore because I'm wildly excited and I will let you speak for yourself. Yes. Come on Hi, in, friend. Casey. Hello. Hi. Happy Sunday. Thank Happy you for Sunday. having me here. Absolutely. Tell us how you feel about Matchbox. So Matchbox was one of the first, like, I quote, industry bars mm-hmm. that I was introduced to. So oh, yeah. we love Matchbox. Yes, I don't we, know her. It's at Chicago. I'm terrible with directions and street names, so I'm going to let you take the reins on this one. So (laughs) it's at like Chicago, Milwaukee. Uh, It's not too far from here. It is on the 
I'll just say that when when things are on an angle in the city, I just get super confused. Even though I'm, it's on the corner. It's on the corner. Yeah, it's on the corner. It's across the street from a subway and a pizza spot. I think there's a CVS across the street. There's a CVS across the street. Is it a blue line? Well, it's off the Chicago Blue Line stop. Okay, now I know where we're at. Thank you for. She's been there. It sounds like she's. I've never been to Matchbox, but I know that area. So yeah, and so just. Speaking about what you had mentioned in regards to Wiener Circle, mm-hmm. I I cannot think about Matchbox as it is today mm-hmm. without thinking of all of the wonderful history that I have experienced there because, as a ton of people uh, know, I used to work at Small Bar, mm-hmm. 2049 West Division, and that crew... Just over time, you know, they bartended um, at Matchbox and it was just kind of like, you know, an industry handshake to always go there and check in on on one another. And it's called Matchbox for a fucking reason. It is tiny (laughs) in there. It is absolutely tiny in there. But I mean, that is prime real estate for true Chicago drinking. And what it is now... It still it still has that intimacy, mm-hmm. but it's also just expanded into kind of like this lush environment in the back. And I'm just like, God damn it, you give me a delicious margarita because they make some of the best margaritas in the entire city okay, of Chicago. So I feel like I've been there. Yes. I feel because like Because it I've has been a there. powdered sugar rim. No, not to, for drinks, but did oh. Kristen do uh Kristen Casa? Krista? So it it was attached to um um, what is it? The gay one? <laughs> no, wait, what? No. I'm, I'm mi- like, is it the gay one? No, it was attached to uh, Palm something. Silver Palm. Silver Palm. Okay. So Silver Palm was a restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, which is now defunct. And uh, Matchbox was, you know, just attached to it. Silver Palm was great because way back in the day, Anthony Bourdain called that fried chicken sandwich like, the best fried chicken sandwich in America, and then people just kind of flock to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, you know, rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Um, but so, yeah, that was the restaurant for for Matchbox. And when it closed, when Silver Palm closed, people were like, ah, like, is Matchbox going to, like, you know, go mm-hmm. anywhere and so on and so forth. But thankfully it didn't. Mm-hmm. And it changed hands and ownership. And now, again, it's a bit more lush and but when you're in matchbox specifically it truly feels like chicago and since you're a family visiting i would highly recommend that you go and check it out i really i'm down to do that however my sister is requesting a green apple martini the way that it was you know you know what i'm talking about no She's not a real drinker. I love her, but she thought that light beer meant less alcohol content. That's precious. So. That's precious. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I guess we can talk about that more offline. Yeah. But uh, here's a challenge. Take her to Matchbox and have her order that and see what happens. I think that would be a fun experiment. I mean, that's the same as Wiener Circle. So we've come full circle. Absolutely. I what think up, we girl? need to finish off this trip with some desserts. I mean... I mean, let's go. Let's talk Where about it. Where are we it. coming? But before before we get into that, as per tradition, 
So we stopped talking about this earlier because she was like, what do you think my sign is? I may have done some homework. Okay. I listened to some of the podcasts. Of course. Why not? I mean, thank you. I mean, we're out there. Thank you. Why am I blushing? (laughs) So Nareeba has a hard time taking taking in these compliments. Someone that listen. Digest it. Take it all. Yeah. Someone at California (laughs) Clipper. Mm-hmm. recognized me based on my voice from the podcast. And I quickly and was I like... I love that so much. I looked at my friends and, and I was like, y'all need to finish your drinks because we need to leave immediately. <laughs> You're like, we need to I, go I right take now. that as the biggest compliment. <laughs> That's almost like, can I have your autograph? Right. Ah, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, no. Okay. But, all right. So I'm going to just... Power through and so we're okay. playing we're playing we're playing the game of you guessing Casey sign. Yes. Okay. okay. So I was going to I was washing my hands in the bathroom and I was like, you have to have Sagittarius somewhere in your placements because it's very much like outside energy, but very focused. And I feel like people don't recognize that about Sag energy a lot, hmm. but would I disappoint you if I said I was a Leo? Oh shit! I know. Oh, my, Leo season I, just ended I, too. Listen, I this is too good. I was like, literally, I was like, were you borderline Leo? Be. Yes, it was either Sagittarius or Leo. Go with your gut, girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, well, we were talking about intuition, and I was like, there's no way I was wrong. Yes, Damn. intuition. We both brought a box of donuts yes mm-hmm. we were on the same wavelength we, we were thinking about right. breakfast donuts and coffee yep. yeah i i will say and every time every time that we get a leo it's, with us for the record mm-hmm. i we I'm love everybody we love ev- we love everyone <laughs> we love everyone um you know it's just it's just a different energy it's but specifically, specifically Leo men. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to clarify it. <laughs> it's specifically Leo men. And as an Aries, also Aries men, get it together. Okay. Literally, just like find something to hold on to and keep you tethered to reality. Okay. Because Damn. it's crazy. Damn. So, Casey, when's your birthday? August 1st. I just had my 30th. Oh. Happy belated birthday. Thank you so also, much. Also, my Welcome. mother's birthday is August 2nd. Love that. Yes. Different years. Shout out to Dolores. That's okay. But uh, one, natural okay. born leader. Yes. Fire yes. sign. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But wait, do you have Sagittarius in your placements? I don't think so. Really? Oh. Like How do we your know? Houses? Your chart? Um, well, we can talk about that. Yeah. Later, yeah, yeah, for sure. Co-star. I'm going to need all the details, and then we can figure it out. But yeah. Yes, as far as I know, no, we no. will figure it out. Yeah, trust me. It's just, you know, <laughs> all things Leo, all things, all things Leo. We're going to put that energy, on some baby. merch. We're yeah. going to put that on some merch. Are you? <laughs> the, the look that you're giving me is can making me second guess. Can I get 10% of that shirt though? Oh, absolutely. Oh, there's, there's royalties attached. Don't you worry about it. I was like, that came from you. Mm-hmm, Not, no, mm-hmm. no. So I will accept. <laughs> fair. So. I mean, I okay. So retrospectively, it makes sense that you would have big Leo energy because you 
have manifested a lot of the things that we're going to get into. into. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was telling Justin earlier, he said, I feel like I've manifested my entire career. Oh, and before we get into all of that, let's... Let's get a little bit of background. Yes. Where are you yes. from? Oh my gosh, I didn't even tell people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this, first, this is the time. First and last name, right? Do we need to go through all the drills? <laughs> go for it. Okay, Whatever you're so comfortable with. You some people yeah. might know me on social media as Casey Nicole, just because, not necessarily a stage name, but when we get to all the dirty details of like where we have arrived now, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've kind of always gone by Casey Nicole. Okay. For, like, my full name is Casey Nicole Duty. Mm-hmm. As you can assume, so many jokes with that last name. Yep. Mm-hmm. Duty. Yep. D-O-O-D-Y. Mm-hmm. And now I've just embraced it. So, Casey Duty. Yes. There we go. All things sweet in life. You might have tried some desserts in Chicago, New Buy York, you. or Dallas. Yes. So, that. pastry chef in town. Love and life. Yeah, All things sweet. Where, where do you hail from? Are you... From? From Chicago. Yeah. Grew up in Naperville. Okay. Oh, that's... Funny enough. Yes. The land I... of zero yeah. gravity. <laughs> yes. Never went. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is, I've, that I've is heard lemonade, of it. Lemonade on the rocks. Okay. Pepsi. Uh, whenever you up. say okay. lemonade on the rocks, it makes that me... That was zero gravity. ...physically upset. I'm yeah. like, that is just a glass of lemonade. It's just a glass of juice, but they charged you $6 for... If you were a teenager, I was there one time. If anyone wants to know the story, it was one (laughs) time. You have to go back to, I want to say like a mid-season episode of season two, where I talk about the absolutely foolish reason why I was there. And for those of you that do not know what Zero Gravity was, it was a adult and teenager nightclub. (laughs) It was a high school nightclub. But adults were allowed to be there with booze. We had one of those. I was never there, but that's interesting. It was very interesting. And you were separated, but I don't know. But I remember specifically the bartender was just like, you're lemonade on the rocks. And I was like, all right. Well, they were also (laughs) charging $6 because they wanted to prepare you for what it would be like when you had to order like... An actual drink at a bar. <laughs> like it will be overpriced. Okay, that is fair. That, that's fair. You know. That's fair. So I guess I should give a shout out to. No, I'm not doing. They're that. not open. <laughs> no, I love open. how you associated that with Naperville. Oh, I think that's hilarious. That is that is the only thing I know about Naperville. Naperville is where it's I know not even in Naperville. It's not. I don't oh. think so. I just remember seeing it because this will segue into another conversation. So, <laughs> grew up in the restaurant industry. My dad and uncle. What was my uncle's restaurant? Um, Onorillo's Pizza in Downers Grove. Oh, so, nice. I've heard of that place. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, on the drives there, you'd pass it. So that's funny that you mention it. Yeah. I just, I can't, I cannot hear it without immediately thinking of that deep bass and those super sweet soft drinks. <laughs> so that's, that's just how I know. They were only giving you syrup shots. You know what? From I'm, the gun. I'm pretty, you know what sure, I mean? I'm pretty sure those were eight bucks. So it's fine. We had it back then. Inflation, <laughs> honey, it's probably like 13 It's now. happening. You know. Inflation started there and never stopped. <laughs> that, that, that is correct. Um, and also, wild, wild fun fact oh God. about zero gravity. Yes. 
They do not exist, but there was a bar here in the city, and I cannot recall it off the top of my head, but you know how uh, different concepts and establishments will dress up um, for Halloween. Yes. This concept dressed up as Zero Gravity. Mm, that's amazing. Zero Gravity <gasps> sent a cease and desist <gasps> to this concept. Gross. Without even existing any longer. Oh, but hurt. It's amazing. So they're still out here. Still out here. Wow. Yeah. I can believe Maybe it. Maybe they've they've started their own like beverage line. Oh, and God. it's just like it's a bottle of lemonade on the rocks. Also for nostalgia purposes, if anyone from Zero Gravity is listening, feel free to reach out to us at connected How did I know that was coming? How did I know that was coming? If Justin is breathing, he's making connections. Yeah. So. I love that. But, you know, I mean, but that segues into a whole nother conversation of why we do what we do, right? No, absolutely. Yes. So wait, so Naperville is where you grew up? Yes. Um... I go there from time to time on occasion because one of my friends from high school married. I went to high school in Jersey, married a guy from Naperville. And God bless her. She (laughs) is like (laughs) the only (laughs) Hispanic person in her neighborhood. But they always do like really big parties and stuff because she has two kids, Nolan and Marcy. I love you so much. And that's why I go to Naperville to be around tiny humans and hang out in a backyard and I mean, be weirded out by the nice. Uber driver from the that train station. That is what it is, though. It's, it's a beautiful way to raise a family. Yes. That's exactly that what it is. Great mm-hmm. school systems, safe neighborhoods. And then you come down to the city for fun. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, when I think of like how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Man, I hated the damn suburbs. Absolutely hated it. But now that I'm older, I'm just like, you know what? It's there. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I appreciate the existence of suburbs. I get it. Yes, I'm really thankful for my quiet street. Yeah. You know, that's my little suburb. But within, you know, within a... That's how I felt about Rogers Park. But now I'm in Albany Park. And okay. it's just so many people. That's, I mean, they got a lot of good food, though. So yeah, you're going to have to. They, uh, they got doubles. Please tell me what a double is. <laughs> Please, Nariba. The masses are waiting. Well, I feel like in season two, I talked about doubles a lot. But it is a street food from Trinidad Mm -hmm. that is vegan by nature and delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, It is two pieces of curried fried dough stuffed with, or like not stuffed with, because when you say stuffed, people think of like a pocket. But it's basically a sandwich with uh, curry chickpeas and uh, cucumber chutney, Mm. a mango sauce, pepper sauce, and tamarind sauce. You don't have to get all the sauces unless you know what you're doing. Um, I'm judging people that don't put all of them in there. Why would you not want more flavor? Anyway, it's like cheap as fuck to make, and there are actually two spots in Chicago now that do it, so... Wonderful. Do some Googling. Check it out. Your girl what, they what would they Google? Just literally Trinidadian doubles in Chicago. D's Miss D's Roti Shop just opened up an actual location. She was doing catering. Mm-hmm. Um, that's literally like the Instagram handle for her. Just underscore between Miss 
ND's Roti Shop. Amazing. So, yeah. Perfect. Check it out. Shout she out does to them. World. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but Justin is dragging me because he keeps <laughs> requesting it. And a bitch is tired. I, mean, I just that's moved. That's fair. I be working. That's fair. I'm going to see if we can get the general public. Uh, to just, shame me? No. <laughs> no. No. To apply pressure. And, you know, maybe, maybe one day. And there's no expiration date on this. I mean... It's just one day. We see each other like on the on the reg. We like do see each other on the reg sometimes. Now. I know. How did you fit me into your schedule? Okay, you know what? <laughs> Let's go back to our guest because well, how did it you is leave never that. Neighborville? I left Neighborville because I pursued I would call it a childhood dream. So I grew up Dancing in studios, cheerleading, and... Big Leo energy. Yeah, somehow cultivated this dream of being a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Oh. I know. And then you did that shit, So I left Chicago, (laughs) or Naperville. I was actually going to Columbia College for a little bit. shout out to you for correcting yourself on that. Yes, Shout out, like, I do not (laughs) want us to move past this without that acknowledgement. I'm going through the timeline in my head, and I'm like, wait a second. No, before I left... I was going to Columbia College, so that's a whole nother story too, right? Right, mm-hmm. So I had this artsy-fartsy moment where I thought that I was going to be in fashion merchandising. Mm-hmm. Could not draw to save my life. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. And I feel that. my fashion instructor was a BCBG designer. Oh. I mean, That yes, was a time. It was, that was the time. So we're talking yeah. like 10 years ago. BCBG, amazing designer. And that was, I would quote, mentor, right? Mm-hmm. I hated it. <laughs> Damn. I really did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real. So I remember but, having but a conversation. You for actually acknowledging that instead of, you know, because I also feel like that's a little bit of a generational thing to where you just kind of like put your head down, you and do the work. It. Exactly. You're just like, this isn't fulfilling to me, but maybe one day when I retire, I can actually enjoy my Absolutely. Life, you know? Or just continue, finish it to say you did it. Right. Get your degree and move on. Yeah. Right. I, I specifically remember having this conversation with my mom because I was failing some of my classes, again, because I could not draw and I just was not connecting with what that industry really was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I love baking. I love, you know, our big family dinners. You know, my mom was like Betty Crocker in the kitchen. I mean, it was out of a box, but we always had treats laying around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we always had family recipes. That's Grandma's kind of like Texas a thing that chocolate I remember. cake. That's one of the things that I actually kind of miss about the suburbs. You know, you the like bakeries and. But also, or just, just people go to cooking. Like, yeah, like you go over to like, you know, your friend's house and, you know, they're. Their mom has just like food. Yes. Everywhere. Yeah. I yes. mean, obviously my mom did the same, but I was like I'm waiting for like, that oh. to happen in my life. Yeah. It doesn't where, really like, happen. Someone in adulthood just comes like over that. and they're like, <laughs> Oh, you I was always taught you don't come over empty handed. So it was always, yeah. you know, bring a box of Italian cookies or, yeah. you know, go to the store and right. you know, make a casserole. It, it, you know, what whatever the event required. Required, yes. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, when we were kids, we'd go to Wolf's Bakery with my grandfather. And I mean, coffee cakes, danishes, 
donuts, the Italian cookies, grew up on that stuff. So wow. it was it was almost like it was already in my blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I remember having that conversation with my mom, and she's like, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I think, you know, I want to be like the next Giada. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love watching Big yes. Network. I love baking. I just remember yeah. literally saying out loud, I want to be like the next Giada, but pastry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so it kind of <laughs> cultivated this journey to culinary school. Okay. And in that mix, you know, I was training and did the whole Dallas Cowboys cheerleader thing. I mean, gosh, I auditioned three times. No, I'm sorry, two times. Um, was going to go for a third. But the second time I auditioned, it was living in Dallas. I was going to culinary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it starts off with a group of 400 girls, goes down to two, down to 150. I mean, there's multiple rounds. It's yeah. a, oh, a yeah. two-month, three-month documented TV show audition. Wow. And I moved to Wait, Dallas. Say it's like making the band? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, just like that. Yeah. But this is on CMT. Yeah. And um, season seven, shout out, making the team season seven. Had a cook, had a couple little. Uh, I didn't even blur. know this was a show. Oh, yeah. Please yeah. yeah. tell it's me a, more no, it's about this. Thing. It's a whole thing, absolutely. You said it's on CMT? It is. I don't know if they do it anymore. I mean, um, the, I'm I, sure the episodes been... exist, though. Oh, yes. YouTube is real. And I did yes. just shout out this season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look it up, season seven. <laughs> Uh, so, Casey, that will now be a part of your promo for this episode. Please continue. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Absolutely. <laughs> so I was in culinary school at the time. And I remember, you know, just because of auditions and training and diets and working out, I, I would lie to my instructors and say I, I couldn't eat it. I was allergic. I found every excuse mm. in school just to kind of take a step back and, and put that dream first. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting cut for weight probation, funny enough. Um, And I did not make the final team. But I have amazing friends that have outlived, you know, that entire situation. But I still talk to to this day. If I may ask, Ask, um, only if you're uh, comfortable. This is an open book. For those that are not familiar with, like, weight probation. Mm, mm -hmm. If you could just kind of touch upon that. During auditions, there was a point in time where, and we had just finished doing our our dance in front of the judges and um, going through multiple, you know, rounds of interviews and speaking and slating is what they called it, you know, and you're in front of, you know, a group of judges and you're giving your spiel, so slating. Um, And I specifically remember, you know, you you pair off in, in your friends groups and you sit down and... It's like a waiting game. And I was eating a turkey wrap. <laughs> I had one of those like flat outs with lettuce and turkey and hummus and bell peppers in it. Mm-hmm. Stuffing my face because it was like the first thing I ate that day. Yeah. And uh, literally mid bite. And they're like, all right, ladies, line up and step on the scale. Oh. Yeah. I know. It's okay. It was, it was 10 years ago. It was a part of life. I don't like any of that. I know. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's weird Damn. to talk about, but this yeah. is an open book. This is yeah. exactly why we do this stuff. Yeah. And so it's I was able to focus fully, immerse myself in culinary school. I was a student at the Art Institute in Dallas, finished, and just didn't feel like I grasped enough, and maybe that was my own doing. Okay. And just because of 
the situation and what did you feel that like through through because of you know the Dallas sure. uh, the cheerleading yeah, and the Dallas audition for the sports shows yeah for yeah. The, for the, for the sports shows um, <laughs> did you feel like you were putting pressure on on yourself or were you kind of taking the pressure that others were placing on you oh it was myself entirely okay. i yeah i mean i i wanted it so bad and i'm the type of person if i'm want it if i want it i am going to make it happen yeah. not going yeah. to get it but i will make it happen yes and the fact that it was so out of my control i think that's where the pressure came from yeah. And then, you know, society steps in and portrays a picture that might not entirely all be there. Yeah. Fire so, signs don't yes. work well under too much structure. Like, we need structure, but we don't we want, we want to be own. in charge yeah. of our own hmm. structure. You know what I mean? So I can Makes see sense. you just being Rewriting like, the rules. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So I ended up graduating the Art Institute and came back home. And at that point, when I felt like I just didn't grasp enough of that pastry world, I attended the French Pastry School. And that's really what boosted the next eight, nine years. Um, Had some amazing instructors, connected with some amazing people in town, staged all over. Um, and that's that's kind of where my career began. You know, started in Chicago, ended up moving to Dallas after doing three years in the city. I became an executive pastry chef at a very young age. I was 23, mm-hmm. going to be 24. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking of Leo's and being that natural born leader, I, I feel like that's that's really where that base came from, that foundation. Yeah. And. I so, was the pastry chef at the Dallas Country Club. So yeah. serendipitous, actually tattooed on me, oh. serendipity. Yeah. Um, it may not have been DCC, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, but I was the executive pastry chef for five years at the Dallas Country Club, DCC. There you go. If that uh, doesn't give you chills. I mean, it did. I was like, oh, I was like, I see, I see what's happening. Manifestation. Yes. So it just was the wrong DCC. And I had an amazing five years there. Did you go in just like doing pastry solely or was it like pastry and salads, like cold prep and stuff? I see what you mean, like Garmo and and cold line. Desserts come off of Garmo and cold line a lot, but no, I was lucky enough to always have my own pastry kitchen or own pastry line and my own pastry team and that's where I really learned how to be a mentor was because I had this team of five six people that depended on me every single day whether it was events or the three outlets or the big golf tournaments that were going on and we had the most elite members I mean it was a private club seven year wait list wow I don't think I'm allowed to disclose the yeah. initiation fee, but yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Money. Um, Highland Park. I was I was very blessed. Very blessed. You know, there I was able to create an internship program. I worked with the horticulture team and we were able to do, you know, garden to table, uh, grew all the herbs, the edible flowers. Yes. Had this greenhouse 
system, tr- at least we tried. We did try. We I mean, did. did were we able to use all the herbs we grew? No, because we had so much we didn't even know what to do with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that led into the compost program and, you know, how we could segue into meshing the two and just really trying to build something special because country clubs behind closed doors, it's a whole nother world. Yeah. Um, can only can only imagine. I don't know about her. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah. also it's also interesting because kind of what I'm I'm hearing is something that we have referred to quite a bit in the past. It's you know like commit to the try. Yeah, you know, so it's like even if you didn't have all of the answers, you are still committed to like trying to figure out. I love that you say but, that yeah. because I hate the phrase fake it till you make it. Oh my God. I absolutely hate it. That's so I have reworded it and kind of coined it as like my slogan. And I, and I say, we didn't have to fake it to make it. It's true. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're trying, yeah. you're not faking it. Well, and I know, I'm a, and I'm looking at, I am and Reba because you fake yeah. it till you make it. Yeah. But you're I'm not because like, you're trying, you're doing. Yeah. Am I though? And even if you yeah. don't have, all I feel the like answers? I'm just literally showing up and doing my best. And like, if people want to see that as me trying, then I'm like, sure, go but for it. But like, I just but, don't. But you are care anymore. I'm just doing what I want to do. But and that that's goes it. into the yeah. conversation of people having their own perception of you. Like you've arrived as yourself. Mm. Yeah. You are being your truest self. Yes. Yeah. And at that point, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Love it's it. like that TikTok. Yeah. What that's uh, what does it say? It's like, what did you care about in the tw- when in your twenties that you don't care about now in your thirties? Oh, and I was one. just yeah. like, Maybe everything. people's opinions. Uh, yeah, I'm just like yeah. literally everything. Yeah, I am happily <laughs> in 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 my thirties, and when. And I think I was around like 26, 27. I could not wait to be in my 30s for a you and multitude me both. of reasons. I was so excited to turn 30 yeah. this month. Yeah. And if anyone followed along on social media, <laughs> <laughs> um, did it real big in Miami, mm-hmm. then came home and ate my way through Chicago. And this is how much love this industry really gives. Yeah. Anywhere we went to dinner, had a candle in my dessert. And so friends started to say, is this a joke? Like, you're on your 11th wish. And I said, keep it coming. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, this is the new tradition. Okay. Like, you're like, Like, this is what we're Next year, can we get 12 candles? Right. I mean. I mean, I turned 30 in the pandemic. You're never going to not forget that birthday. I wore a rose gold shorts romper. And uh, it was just my boyfriend and my roommate at the time. And they watched me do shambongs for a long time. I have yet to ever do one. Love champagne, but I've never done a shambong. I mean, I basically was a frat boy in college. I played rugby. So, like, I had, like, keg stands, uh, drinking beer from a cleat when you make a try during Saturday rugby I've asked games. you if you've played um, Edward Forty Hands. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Terrible game. See, uh, I didn't get any of these. The trick is to drink yeah, no. one first so that you can no. use the bathroom. No. And no. then you move on to the second one. Because yeah. you don't want too warm half drink 
40s. Well, but then also the main point of Edward 40, 40 hands, hands yes. is as you're, you know, downing this booze, mm-hmm. uh, you'll eventually have to use the restroom. Yes. And when your hands are now cans, yeah. that is impossible. Well, it's bottles. You guys are speaking a foreign language to me because it's, it's I did terrible. not have it, any frat sorority experience. I went to no, this art, was, I went this, to art school. No, I mean, this oh, was I, very, I mean, I wasn't this was very those, art but. school. Yeah, on on this side, they're like, oh, maybe yeah. I just went to a really boring school. I don't. I mean, I, I, Texas be conservative in a lot of ways. So maybe they were just like on their best behavior in that way. Oh no, Dallas was one big party. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how did you know? Not these, not these like college fraternity sorority. Yeah, no, it was none of that. I was also also a very good girl, um, and I. It's probably rude. And I lived in Columbus, Ohio. Like that was a thing. So shout out to my friends still in Columbus, (laughs) but uh, that was that was a whole different. Vibe. Yeah, the Ohio State University. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for you to take me around, show me things. Can't wait to go back. That smile says it all. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot wait. Um, actually, to further that smile, uh, my dear friend Shatara Walters. She always gives me a hard time because she lives in Columbus, and anytime I see her, she comes to Chicago. If you're coming to Chicago. I don't need to go to Columbus. That's just that's just how Period. I feel. Period. Exclamation point. Period.com. And that's so, why I stopped visiting my family so that they would be forced to come here. <laughs> See, my entire that's family different. lives here. I was the only one. Well, my sister followed me, but I was the only one who ever moved away. Mm-hmm. So it was Dallas and then New York City. Mm. I felt like I had arrived as soon as I lived in New York. How like, do you feel about New York? It. Yeah. Oof. Okay. So I moved to New York in twenty eighteen, <laughs> going into twenty nineteen. Literally, and this was not planned. It was not noticed until I was getting on the plane that day to move to New York City. It was September eleventh. Wild, oh, right? Yeah. So the it this kind of like yeah. this set the tone a little bit, okay. right? Absolutely. Um. So of course I followed a boy, and he was a chef, and. I knew that I wanted to work in New York from early on in my career. You know, speaking of manifesting, and mm-hmm. I used to have these notebooks full of just jotted dreams and goals and places I wanted to work and just all the things, all the things on paper, literally from a mental state written to a perceived and thought out, lived drain like a job all the the things so one of them on there obviously was per se Mm, we all know TK per se all of that Um, and we're speaking what five five years ago almost it was it was a big deal huge deal Mm -hmm. and I had moved there I was staging the the problem also was time Warner building right yeah Yes, in yeah. Columbus Circle. Yeah, Columbus Circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the right. the issue was I didn't do enough research to when we got there to be like, oh, this is going to be easy. You know, just you walk in somewhere, apartment, you know, get a lease. No, uh-uh. it's not like Chicago or Dallas where they just pull up your credit score, or pull up, you know, what they need to. 
and you sign off on something. They're like, and you here pay are the rent. keys. We'll see you yes. next time. Have fun. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Don't no. break our shit. I was living in hotel to hotel to hotel. It literally takes time. Draining savings, racking up credit cards. I mean, it. <laughs> Sounds like New York to me. Yes. Dude, I mean. Um, so it was staging it per se. I, but it was you did amazing. not turn into Anna Delvey. Nope, I did not. <sighs> the wire is coming. I did but, not. Uh, you know, there you go. And they offered me a job. And at that point in time, it was $15 an hour. Oh, That's what I was about to ask. Oh, How much shit. money are they not oh. paying you to do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. The people were amazing. The yep. experience was amazing. It but this is. is where the universe delivered, right? Mm-hmm. So getting ready, you know, job searching, whatnot. And Justin, you know this because mm-hmm. of how we met. But Valrona plays yeah. a huge part in my journey and this career and everything that I've done. And someone had passed off my resume, meaning someone in the company of Valrona passed off my resume. Sebastian Roxell got it. Unfortunately, he did not have a position, but he said, I have a friend. He's an amazing pastry chef. I think he'd be a great mentor. Are you looking for a pastry soup position? I said, at this point, I'll take, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was going to be a pastry cook at per se, but pastry soup sounded amazing because mm-hmm. when you're an executive pastry chef at 23 and you're somewhere for five years, yep. the ego kind of plays in and says, hey, I don't want to take a step down to to do anything. And of yeah. course, especially 23. Mid-20s yeah. Yeah. and, yeah. you know, you just think you're the shit. Oh, absolutely. You know, so um, my resume ended up landing in the hands of Richard Capisi and mm-hmm. he was Thomas Keller's pastry chef. Yeah. He helped write the Bouchon Bakery cookbook. Damn. So he called me. He's like, can you come in? You have to do a tasting. Just raid the coolers, make three dishes, ice cream sorbet. And I said, yeah, tomorrow. Let's do it. Damn. Prepped one day, presented it the next. And he said, when can you start? So again, serendipity, right? So I went there in pursuit of per se. And I got just that. A pastry soup position. Yeah. A, a better paying job to live a better life right. and I got the mentorship of his old pastry chef who wrote the Bouchon Bakery cookbook yeah. which is amazing one of my favorite cookbooks yeah, that's I'm just uh, like we, yeah help me out here how do I even respond to that because <laughs> that's phenomenal I don't know it's and the, it also like doesn't sound real yeah but I know that it is so, absolutely yeah I, I mean like the when way I, that your like forward energy is like, I'm going to do this thing and like, just do it. And mine is like, mine was like a, a, I had a plan and I gave myself 10 years and I did it in eight. But the way that you were like, you know, when you pastry chef, executive pastry Mm -hmm. chef for five years, and then you like, I don't want to take a step down. I was the opposite where I was like, I want to sous chef for someone with a lot of experience so I can learn how to balance. I was looking for someone who had a family and like own their space. And like, how did you do that? How are you maintaining a balance between your life and your family type situation? But you were like, 
these are the things that I want to do. And the universe delivered it in multiple versions. It was not easy, though. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I remember when I say I job hunted. I mean, it was every single day, hours of the day. Um, Job hunting is a job. It is. No, literally. Yeah. And I remember, and I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to say the name of the chef. I'm not going to say the name of anything that has to pertain to what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember applying for a job, seeking it through again in New York city. Um, And I don't know if it was his assistant or who it was, but it was, she was conducting the phone interview and she had said, well, you're basically just a production chef at a country club. No, (laughs) no. And that kind of rocked me to my core. Cause I'm like, New York's a whole different ball game. Yes. Absolutely. But still, that's rude as fuck. Yeah, extremely. At that time, though, we weren't segueing into what now has evolved as, you know, you can't speak that way anymore. No. Well, right. they, they they still do it. They still try. Yeah. They, they still try. But, but we know too much. Yes, exactly. Now we do know too exactly. much. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, spent almost two years... New York City lived in Queens Astoria. Love. Oh yes. Yeah. Love the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could walk out your front door, go to the market, the bodegas, coffee everywhere, bagels. Oh, I miss but, a hero. Oh, yes. Yeah. I had one on the corner. Yeah. Yes. Didn't have a washer or dryer, but you know, you'd have to do the the wash and fold. So you'd yes. have to go downstairs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bring your bring your clothes down in a garbage yeah. bag. Yes. Weigh it. Have yep. them have them wash and fold it. So yep. and you would be in a bodega, and if uh, the bodega does not have a cat, then it's not, it's not a bodega. Real. No, it's not real. At all. If they don't have a house, I remember cat. going to my first bodega, and mm. this might be. You could be like, "Oh, you're such a Naperville kid." I just remember walking in and being like, "Oh my gosh, yes. what is this? Anything yeah. goes. Like, what what <laughs> Anything is this? Goes. Where am I? What am I doing? Like." You're oh, grocery shopping. There's a bunch of sandwiches in a case right now. Is it is it okay to eat it? You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Like yes. it was yes. just yeah. so not cultured for me. Yeah. I learned how to be cultured living in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that was a huge part in who I am now. I mean, complete survival mode. I remember right. days of hoping that if I rubbed pennies together, money would appear. Yep. Yeah. New York. She wild. It was such a great experience, yeah. though. I would never take it back. And also, it's a humbling experience. Very yes. humbling. I well. would agree. Yeah. Very humbling. New York does... Uh, okay, so I feel like it has a reverse effect if you were born there. It gives you, like, a cockiness mm-hmm. that, like, supersedes any other city that I've lived in. Like, they uh, know... And the thing is, like, New Yorkers will talk shit about... <laughs> other boroughs like they're not all part of the same community that is correct because in new york <laughs> they're like, you're not. Never they're like we are all different like, i'll never go to the bronx like, and live? i was just like yeah. that's not oh, it's one of yeah. the first questions where do you live yeah what what neighborhood what um in two with like public transportation like oh what line do you take oh yeah. my god yeah like brooklyn we'll talk about you know queens queens would be like oh i'll like you know i'll never go to long island i was just like have y'all looked at a map it's literally the same land Okay, like, I'm not understanding. I just love how, like, people talk about Staten Island from New York. They're like, oh, shit, I forgot that's Never us. made it over there, to be quite honest. It's, uh, so I went to high school in Jersey, and so, oh, damn, we got fancy. Wait, we're, mm. we're pausing. 
Pause. Time out. Time out. We'll yeah, talk about New York in a second. Oh. Yeah, I think that... Um, Look how pretty. Look at this ice. Right? Yeah, this... The old Corey ice. Hold on. Cheers, Hold on. guys. Happy Sunday. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, as they say in the furniture business. Oh chairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking terrible. That's <laughs> the worst. So we're going to take a uh, brief intermission here. Um, so we have talked about in, in the past to where we want to share this platform and diversify it as wildly as possible. And this episode is supported via the beverage program by our wonderful friend, Cheyenne English, a.k.a. Miss Perfect Port. So thank you. And <laughs> this looks amazing. And before I get into it, um, it is Death and Taxes named after the Death and Taxes Bar in Reno, Nevada. And it's vodka, lemon, with rosemary maple syrup. It and smells divine. Oh my gosh. And it's served over a Cory ice cube. Yes. And we'll get into all things about Cory towards the end of this episode. But, oh my gosh. Delish. I love a candied orange. Is, Is this, this orange? Is this orange or lemon? Yes. Orange. All right. This is beautiful, and this <laughs> tastes amazing. Yeah. Oh, my like, goodness. Is there alcohol in this at first? Yes. I know. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's yeah. so balanced yeah. that I had to question. Mm. Uh, it, this would be it, what I would refer to as this a is patio so good. pounder. A patio a Pounder. A patio pounder. Yes. yes. We because love a patio fancy. pounder over here. Yes. Um, I've been calling patios porches for the last three years because that's all it is. <laughs> because as soon as people get on a patio, they don't know how to act and they just turn. It's like, I is this my porch? I have nightmares of patio season. <laughs> yeah. You that's know this, real. like yeah. any chef, I'm sorry, public, but yeah. chefs hate patio season. Yes. Oh. We hate it. Why did you add so many more seats for no reason? I mean... Literally no we reason. All know the answer to that. Oh my I God. was working for a company and we would do a thousand covers a day. So patio season no. rocked us. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. And the hardest part too is is always going from the kitchen to the patio and then having people complain, Oh my food's not hot. Well, yeah, it, it, it had also to, it had had to, to travel travel a bit know. of a ways yeah. from the kitchen to make it to the patio. Yeah, just like, you know, it's it's okay. But My nightmares okay. were like the baked Alaskas that needed to get lit on fire and it'd be a windy Chicago day. Absolutely and the fuck not. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, this is all the things you have to think about. Right. Yeah. No, that's wild. Mm. Delicious. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. Dang. Thank you. Amazing. That's a good one. Amazing. And we have increased our. Uh, beverage adjectives around here because we have called things delightful yes so many times mm -hmm. but this is also delightful yes do we need a new word i mean i really just like the word delightful yeah delightful is great i feel like people don't use it as much anymore so i'm this oversaturating yeah. no, the i agree yeah, yeah. I'm like, so I'm oversaturating the industry with delightful. <laughs> I also think that, oh man, I was talking to someone, probably an Uber driver. They do like to talk to me about like 
the word amazing because I was talking about getting I movers. I was just thinking about that. I was <laughs> about to like, piggyback off of what <laughs> you were saying and say, <laughs> everybody always says the word amazing. And I'm like, I'm trying to use it less. We are way too in tune today. I, I mean, mean, it's the energy. It is. But yeah, people always is. use the word amazing. And I'm like, is this shattering your mind? Is it like this is delicious? Okay, yes. Like I call this amazing like three times well, because I. It, I mean, yes, mean we're it. all here for yes. this. <laughs> yes. But I use it in reference to getting movers for the first time and watching them. That's amazing. Do their like thing. It was a delight. It was like. <laughs> Being able to hire movers Delightful a, That is delightful 110% okay, watching I'm them gonna move use that word all day today yes. yes there you go yep. Just like my mind was blown <laughs> That a couch that took 30 minutes To move from the truck Outside to the second floor of my building 30 minutes 5 people Took them 5 minutes To wrap it And like 4 minutes to get it to the truck Just 2 dudes and I was like, and, and then get it did, into a new apartment. they probably didn't even have to pivot. Nope. No, they did not. Nope. And then so they just movers like, are the best. Yes. Move-tastic. Money. Chicago. Yeah. Move-tastic yeah. Chicago. Get it. Well, there's also a certain point. There's, there's a certain point, and I feel like we talk a lot about this, uh, not on an industry level, but just in regards to conversations. Um, it's just like, oh, if you like help me move, I'll like, you know, like get I'll you some pizza, you and pizza and beer. And it's like, bitch, at a certain point, you need to hire movers because yeah. we're getting too old for that shit. Um, okay. My boyfriend tried to argue against movers. No. And I was like, sir, you literally have an appointment for a back doctor this month. <laughs> right. Yeah. What? Like, where do you think we're moving? Right. No. I can't lift anything. I have no upper body strength. <laughs> if like, I'm in a I'm fight, not at the, no, 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 no. If I'm in a fight, if you fall on the floor, it's over for you. I will stomp the shit out of you. But I have no at upper point, body strength. You are not moving. Yeah. Right. At like, that point, you're not no. moving. Exactly. I so, was like, so it's done. I yeah. was like, I will pay for the movers. You can yeah. pay for other things, yeah. but like, this is not a discussion. Oh, the movers are coming. The You're movers like, are coming. Take me out to dinner this week, honey. Yeah, yes. I'm like, right. He and took have care somebody of else move for our the shit. moving. Yeah, I'm just like, no. Yeah. Everyone knows that moving sucks in general. Yes. So wait, 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 wait. Okay, this is a good segue. <laughs> moving from New York back to Chicago. Boom. COVID. Ah! Ah! Uh, Coronavirus. Yes. The um, yes. The, no. the panini. The pterosaur. The panice. Yes. The ponderosa. All of the things because We're still for in a it. while we. Um, I have some good know, stories. Everything about this. was I'm was, was COVID and the pandemic, and we're just like we're not going to say it anymore. So we're just like ponderosa, panini, pterosaur, pterodactyl, all of it. But yeah, let's go. Okay, so I not that I didn't believe it was a thing, mm-hmm. but when you're working in restaurants and especially living in New York City, yeah. I, I didn't watch TV. I didn't have a TV. I didn't have time to watch TV. We thought it was a joke. Um, I know. I, I didn't want <laughs> like to say that on mic, but it was like... That's where it was. No, it definitely yeah. was. So... We're all working. It's like, oh, have you heard of this thing, you know, called coronavirus? No. Yeah. 
I mean, yes, we all have phones, but was I looking up viruses? No. I I was up at 4 a.m. to get on a 5 a.m. train to work 15 hours a day. Yep. And sometimes I wouldn't step back on the train until 10, 10, 30, 11 to then go home, maybe sleep for three or four hours and do it all over again. Well, because this industry really just like, that's all there is. And it's passion driven. So it's like on us to commit. Yep. A thousand percent. So obviously everyone talks in the kitchen. It's what everybody loves doing. (laughs) And it became this topic of conversation. And at first it was like, no, we're not closing. Because you would hear about other cities and people kind of shutting their their stuff down. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a lot of hearsay at that point. And I'll never forget the day when they said, okay, we're going to have to start cutting hourlies. And then that revolution kind yep. of happened. And it went from the hourlies to some of the managers with the positions that really weren't needed mm-hmm. to at that point. Not yeah. that they're not needed. Right. I said that wrong. Not that those positions were not needed, but just because of the way that business was structured. The way that you said it is the way that I would say it. Because yeah, no, the way we understand I feel what about uh, yes. So if we didn't have a dining yeah. room full yeah. of people, like we were making cuts. Yeah. So at that point, you know, you went from cutting your staff to not being open. There was round tables of discussions as far as like, where is this going? Do you pivot to carry out? Exactly. And we did. Mm -hmm. And this was a one Michelin pre-theater restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point we weren't doing pre-theater. I I remember getting the call like, okay, well there's no more shows. There's no more theater. Mm -hmm. Right. Clean the freezer out. We don't need any of that stuff. Right. It, I it feel just like became, it became real when we got directly impacted by it. Like in the food service industry, everyone was like, oh, like whatever. And then as soon as it starts impacting you, you're like, oh shit, like this is real. And I feel like right. New York took a really long time to come to that conclusion. Very long. Conclusion. I think you guys kind of started the we started movement before two or three we weeks did. before they started like talking about it more so in New York. It was like almost like a month delay. Yeah. But New York is New York just different. Y'all yeah, rats be crazy. New York. <laughs> so as soon as everything was, was I don't yeah. want to say to like a bare minimum, but I mean there was days where it was like, okay, we'll pick up a couple to go chocolate chip cookies and brownies. We'll spin a few pints of ice cream. You know, everyone yeah. was trying to do what they yeah. thought was gonna sell to go. Yeah. Or people were gonna call in and DoorDash, but there's a whole nother Back into these delivery systems oh, yeah, and what it I mean, all that's entails. A business model, and Completely. I mean, when you engage, when you engage that business model specifically, I mean, you have to rework the business model that you're familiar Everything. with. Everything, yeah. So now we were this pre-theater restaurant. Who was doing it to go? And as much yeah. as everyone loves certain staple dishes. It was happening, but then we became this. They don't travel you know, well. Oh, well, maybe we'll like do this like chicken sandwich, or we'll do this pasta to go. And we mm-hmm. were still doing, you know, bread to go and all the, all the other things that we thought were going to sell, and it just didn't happen. So I, my position as pastry sue ended up getting cut, and this was around Easter, mm-hmm. and we were trying to sell Easter baskets, like. You know, the big chocolate egg with Mm -hmm. marshmallows and fun confections that would sell. So people would buy these Easter baskets that were curated for the holiday. 
and I just have a quick question um, about about the demographic, right? So the people that you're interacting with, I mean, would you say that they were the people that were truly affected by COVID? Because it's still like, it's still luxury. Sure. Right? I think to a certain extent, as far as the clientele clientele was a bit different. I mean, we were in Manhattan. So, you know, a to-go order that might be $125 was doable, right? It didn't seem too out of reach. Mm -hmm. As far as like the employees, my biggest fear was, and I say this respectfully, Mm -hmm. I say this respectfully more geared towards myself. I have never been on an unemployment. I've never had to apply for it. I've always worked very hard. Yeah. And I've always done what I needed to do to make good money. So once I started hearing the conversations on unemployment and what people were going to have to do, and maybe you should go to this bakery and get like a backdoor job and maybe they'll pay you in cash. I mean, there was a lot of question marks. Yeah. And Maybe I'm an empath, but like, I just want people to be taken care of. Like I, I wanted to know that they were going to be okay because I wasn't going to see them every day. You know, when you work in a restaurant and your staff is basically your second family, you worry. Right. And when my position got let go, I was embarrassed. I was like, what am I going to do? Like people need to eat food. Mm -hmm. Restaurants need to be open. And I applied for unemployment. And I didn't get it. I was denied unemployment. I literally got a statement from New York City mailed to me to my apartment that denied me from unemployment. What the actual fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still, because, to because this day, don't know why. people do not understand how unemployment works, you pay into unemployment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a benefit. Yeah. And things that, that we your have money. To, yes, that's literally your money. That's crazy. So, so what we have spoken about in in the past um, is like the integrity of of it all. Like when you need assistance, you pay into assistance. Uh, so when you no need one, the assistance, it's like where is it? Exactly, right? and it yes. should never be up to anyone to deny you of your right of assistance ever. That's the same energy that I had. I would like rather find a new job than have to deal with unemployment. Like my whole career. And then I did like three odd jobs. But I think that's bullshit. I just, I hate it so much. Well, no, that's just like the work ethic that I was, that was instilled in me, especially like being a person of color. Exactly. And not being like African American, being Caribbean. Is that like your family is like, you don't want to be like those lazy people, whoever it might be. But it's not that. It's like, it's literally assistance. And after a year and a half of doing like odd jobs and then doing my own like hot sauce. And stuff. It was Trini like Zaddy. Trini Zaddy. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was having a mental breakdown because I went from being an executive chef to like going into stage for a sous chef position at Mitakoya 
and shout out to Mitakoya. Um, but they couldn't bring me on because it was right when we went into lockdown and everyone had to start pivoting and making these changes. So I had like 65 days of not doing anything after working for almost a year at roughly 90 to 100 hours a week. I completely know exactly what you're talking about. I felt like I lost myself. Yes. Um, You know, we're so used to the hustle and bustle of stress. Mm -hmm. Right. Being constant adrenaline. This exactly adrenaline, and I didn't have it anymore. Yeah. So you sit with yourself, you sit with your thoughts. But that typically becomes a threshold of success, right? Like the more stressed out you are, Mm -hmm. higher performance. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're just like if I'm this high octane individual, then I will garner, you know, X amount of of result. But that's not sustainable. No. No. So segueing into like the moving back, as soon as I did not receive unemployment, did I get PUA? Yes. Like yeah. that 600 that came every so often mm-hmm. right, right. that everybody got, or I, I assume that everybody got. Yes, I did receive that. But after two weeks, three weeks, two months, you know, calling the company every so often, hey, are we getting our jobs back? When is the restaurant opening? Nobody had answers. Right. And... It, it became real when I was on the subway and was the only person in my train car. I remember tears rolling down yeah. my eyes, yep. thinking, I do not feel like myself. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. You're in like this dystopia. You're, it's you're like, like you're crawling out of your thing? own skin. Yeah. And so at that point... You're like, this can't be real. Talking with family, talking with people in, in the business and in hospitality and where this was actually going and the question marks being there and not knowing what to do it uh it was easier to to go back home yep so home is i was gonna say naperville but now it's chicago because okay. my parents sold <laughs> i was gonna say house. home is where the heart is yes yeah. <laughs> home is where say. you are yes um so yes my parents had sold the house a while ago but um my family does live down here in the south loop and when I came back home, I ended up getting a phone call to be a specialty pastry chef at the Masters Tournament the year oh, of shit. 2020 for COVID. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes. So that kind of brought me back to life. You know, I was not in a kitchen for almost a whole entire year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the, the fears that set in your mind, which fear is an illusion for anyone listening. Oh. Um, it, okay. It definitely... Was one of those like question marks where is, can I do this again? Like, what's it like being in a kitchen? I haven't stood up for, you know, 15 hours a day and in in a year, you know, do I still remember how to make a pat of bomb? Do I still remember how to make, you know, mousses and and tempering chocolate? And you just, you go into this spiral. I made a Bernays sauce the other day just to see if I remembered how to do it. Isn't it crazy? (laughs) The things you put your own mind. I was like, do I know how to do this? And I just torture. Yeah. It's complete mental torture. So I ended up doing that in 2020 and I've done three tournaments since. It's been an amazing Damn, opportunity. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. Masters, PGA, love it. And um, I think it was that same year after I came back from the Masters 2020, Gibson's called. 
I uh, did a year at Gibson's Italia, built their breads program, introduced some new desserts, and a year into it, just decided I wasn't happy with what I was doing. You know, it was very high volume production. Mm -hmm. Super blessed for the opportunities and doors that opened there, but... I think we all know with what aligns in, in our careers and, and our beings it? and ourselves. And yeah. at that point, it was, it was time to move on. So now I am with the Boca Hospitality Group. Great. And uh, I run GT Fish and Oyster and GT Prime's pastry department. And I just signed on to catering. So I'm a busy girl now. Yes. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yes. No, I... I love that whole journey. Yeah. It I is a journey. I do. Come around and come up. Because it's never like, it's never about where you're going. It's, it's the, the journey. The journey to the, the destination. Yeah. But like, that's definitely a You have to be patient. Will. Yes. And that's what How I'm learning. That? How, as a Leo, um, are you patient? It's funny because, so I do hypnotherapy once a month. Okay. Yes. We did talk about this. And he was telling me, he's like, you have to be patient. Like that was one of my hypnosis because I, my personality, I want things now, 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 you know, I am not patient. And again, going back to, if I want it, I will make it happen. The evolution of a Leo. Yes. I was about to be like, why is this? And then now I realize it's because you have achieved what, takes fire signs a long ass time to do which is learning how to like slow the fuck down in your wants and desires you still have them oh yeah but you're not like the energy isn't radiating from your skin as intensely as usual so yes that's that is the lesson being learned right now currently is being patient and I will say, you know, like we segued into in the beginning of these conversations we we just had, writing it down, pen to paper, manifesting it, believing that it can and will happen for you. Yeah. yeah. You just have to be patient. Yeah. It's it's all a part of the process. And the best thing you can do is work on yourself. Be good to the people that work with you and mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. It's you just you gotta be good to each other. Yes. Yeah. That main part. Yeah. So, I'm not going to do the sigh. I know. I've been, I'm like, I feel like we're pushing it. Mm. But, okay, so I will say this before we start the wind down. That, god damn it, you shook my brain and now I can't remember what I was going to say. What were we just talking about? We are talking about manifestation. We are talking about energy, patience, learning to be patient. Oh my god, I hate this part. You are talking about Leo's. No. Keep going. Just start talking and I know it'll no, come back. It's, it's like the just, walk-in syndrome. Yeah. When you go into the walk-in and your brain is You're just like, like what it's was like, I looking why the hell for? Am I in here? This broccoli looks amazing. <laughs> like I walked out this way just to look at that. I'm just so excited <laughs> that this is cultivated from us meeting at the James Beard Media Awards. Oh, oh absolutely. God. Yeah. James that was Beard a fun movie. event. Which that was also was written in the manifestation journal. Thank you, Valrona and James Beard and God, that was an amazing experience. Yes. I remember what I was going to say. Yes. Okay. So I was going to say like, <laughs> oh, For it real? happened again. <laughs> Don't look at Justin. Okay. Yeah, look at me. Don't look at Justin. Look at me. Yeah, there you okay. go. There you go. But yes, what? we met at the media Awards. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think you told me you didn't like ice cream or something. 
And because I made those mini ice cream cones, yeah. it was the cones from La Rose Noir, mm-hmm. which thank you, Chef's Warehouse, for. You bug them a lot. It was like, <laughs> I need these cones. I need them now. Yeah. Now, now, now. Right. God, that was where months was the, worth where, where was of the, finding. Where was the patience? There was no, none. No, it was, was literally gonna... like, we need to find it. This is what it I'm going to do. So yeah, you don't know this, but yeah. the original idea for what was going to be served, mm-hmm. we had to backtrack because someone else was serving chocolate cake. So long story short, I literally said, we should do like a choco taco. And I was going to do ice cream. And it just so happens that how many weeks later, yeah. the choco taco thing disappeared. Yeah. Disappeared. So Everybody I got with, with their crocodile tears. Yes. They're like, I cannot believe that this is going away. I was just like, tell me the last time you, had you one. actually had a choco taco. I can tell you exactly the last time I had a choco I taco. I am not referring to you specifically. I <laughs> am talking about these, these people that have lost their minds about like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, the ice cream truck rolls around. Hear me. You have all of these options. How many times have you ordered a Choco Taco from the ice cream truck? Don't lie to me. But you're crying on the internet about it. Casey, continue. Okay, so... Okay, okay, so... Okay, so... We were were talking about how manifesting things, believing that it's going to happen, doing that whole situation. We are still in a place where mentally in my brain, like, the podcast is uh, I'm just like I'm doing this every two weeks we're recording episodes we're doing the thing but it doesn't feel real to me all the time I know this is a point of contention for Justin because we're like very real we're doing stuff we are going to events James Beard when you were like we're going to like some after parties I was like dying on the inside it's the most amazing feeling yeah. But I was just like, in my brain, I don't know why. It's just like... Nuribo, you have to allow yourself to be seen. I... Yeah. It just feels weird. You I feel to, like... You need to be okay with taking the compliments and digesting them and realizing that this is a season and a period of your life that all of these doors are connecting and there's there's so many bigger things that are going to happen because of this podcast. Well, I feel like you guys are connecting people, connecting conversations, I mean, yes. connecting um, likes and dislikes, and and people get to tell a story that they may never be able to, and they get or to be tell comfortable their with. Story. Yes. yes, and as crazy as some of our stories are, are not crazy, and and everyone everyone's got something to tell and contribute, but so do you. Like this, this is that a part of your story and your journey. Soul. I, I, I know that, but it just like doesn't connect in my brain. You know, well, it's connect just like, it, girl. Yes, yeah, exactly. And you know what? And we're and we're gonna work on that. And I mean, so, we are. This is yes. fucking season three. I need yes. to get it together. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, like, so, were you there, at James Beard? I didn't go to the award ceremony. No, but but oh damn! You missed the cones afterwards. I know you missed the cones. I was yeah. working. You know what connected Sorry. us? You didn't Beer like. Wrenching. You said something about the cones, but um, oh. <laughs> you did say something about them. You're you're you were awesome. You you were open like an open book. Again, you were just like you had an opinion, and you're like this looks great. But what attracted you to my table was the "Do What You Love" sign. Do you yeah. remember that? Yes, I do. I had a, a neon sign that said "Do What You Love." 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's where the real connection yeah. came in. And I do love Big what I do. Yeah. You know, the best yeah. part of my job specifically as a pastry chef is I get to celebrate life's best moments with people. That I mean, is beautiful. I literally was like, this drink is called the yes. shoot to the moon. I love that. And well, I'm it, like, it's shoot the it's moon. Shoot the moon. It's shoot the Sorry, moon. But I, moon, but, but hold on, we're going, I have a perfect play on, on this God. because we are reaching time. Mm-hmm. So Casey, how was your time with us? Fabulous. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so Nariba, accept that and take I- it. I mean, you ate the whole compliment, so... <laughs> I mean, I ate it enough for the both of us. That's what I'm because, saying. I mean, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a thing, and we want you to feel heard and respected, and that's, I we mean... We want that for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And yeah. everyone's journey is different. Never, yeah. Like I said, everyone has something different to contribute, and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it might not be what people think is a realistic journey of what a pastry chef... You know, upcoming and does and look the same. No, not at all. And And we never get to tell all the other parts that aren't food related that make up the whole. Absolutely, and the perception of what the ideal pastry chef looks like, Mm -hmm. or people will go on social media and you know perceive you a certain way and Mm -hmm. not really know the backstory of something. And it's a beautiful thing to to share your story and your journey and. Be able to connect with people. I mean, hell, we're friends now. I'm so glad that you're the social part of the two of us. Like, I do really well in situations. I'm like, here, on it. But Justin is like a social dragon. Oh, my gosh. Just slaying bitches left and right. Okay, you know what? I thank thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. He took the compliment. I like to hype him up. I like to hype people up. Thank you. You're the hype girl. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Well, on that note, should we cheers? Cheers. Well, we will cheers, but also we are going to... Twice in the same episode? I thought you were going to say chairs. No, 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 no. (laughs) I, as, as we wrap... Casey, where can the people find you? Yes. So GT Fish and Prime, GT um, Catering. But I mean, I'm just just come say hi. Just, Wait, do you have do you have oysters? They do. So GT Fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fish and Oyster is one separate entity. GT Prime is all things steak. We yeah. still have oysters there too. On Wednesday, I said that I was going to celebrate getting my teeth cleaned by getting oysters. Why didn't so you I come, might come by? Fi- oh, no, it's this Wednesday oh, coming up. Fantastic. Come for happy hour and desserts. We hey, do happy hour over I'll there. I'll find you. Yes. Hey, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. And hey. if you have a, a, an event that you need catered, Tintori Catering. I know. Okay. Now you're here. Hopefully, Chef, you don't get mad at me for... No. We're out here singing <laughs> Swagging it. us out. Yeah, but just like, he's so funny. Like, I love him. Yeah. Hello, Giuseppe. Yes. Yes. Hello. Hello. But um, yes, GT. All things GT. Um, And yeah, we have an amazing dessert menu. And I'm telling you, I feel like some of this is my best work. I, I mean... I love that. I love a good dessert, but I could only yeah. have one. If it one. looks pretty and tastes good, it's a double win. Oh, yeah. Yes. You're, you're winning all day. Also, also, do you want the people to find you on on the social mm. medias? Yes, let's connect and be friends. So at C N D O O D Y. Perfect. Find me. Say hello. You'll know it's me because my tagline up top is anything but predictable. 
You know, we're goddamn. You know, <laughs> here for here for all of this. So, as I begin to do the things that we know to do, yes. let me start off first and foremost by thanking you, Casey, for sharing space and you know truly being open and authentic with with your journey um like that is so valuable to us so thank you no thank you this has been in the works since what may mm-hmm. yeah that and was may are. yeah um yeah, yeah. yeah. thank yeah. you yeah. yeah for sure and so thank you to our wonderful friends here at blind barber for hosting this necessary conversation also uh, shout out to our friends at Corey Ice um, for being the secret ingredient in all cocktails. Um, because what's great about Corey Ice is that they are a second chance program and they cut their ice from the same steel as samurai swords. So that's dope as hell. And I think that this is the perfect, perfect note to end with this wonderful, wonderful beverage called Shoot the Moon from Miss Perfect Pour, also Miss Cheyenne English. So thank you. Damn. And so bourbon, plum juice, vanilla syrup, lemon, and it is a reminder to reach for the stars and do what makes you happy, which is a perfect culmination to this entire conversation. And on that note, I am Justin Arnett Graham, and you can find me on Instagram at This Is Biko. And my name is Nariba Shepard. Obviously, I'm your girl. You can find me at Rebaru, R E B A R U, on the gram. I uh, look forward to seeing y'all next. Bye, guys. Cheers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> With all the jokes Ooh. that I send you in DMs, this you would think so that like yeah. <laughs> you would find something new from them. No, it's fine. God. Cheers. Cheers. Thank ah. you guys so much. No, thank you. This is very, very, Cheyenne. very good. Oh my I'm not god. I'm not even. I'm not even a bourbon bitch.